You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of jaysfromthecouch.com, back to start another week, hopefully one that will have all the episodes on the regularly scheduled days. I hope y'all enjoyed the triple header on Friday. Um, it was actually fun to do that. I haven't done like an hour-long kind of podcast session in a while, and like just, just to go behind the scenes a little bit. Um it does usually take me about an hour to turn around an episode. So it it took a lot of focus to be able to do that, especially three different times. But I guess it did help with the subject matter and, and all the wonderful fan submissions. I, I'm sorry to some of you because I know you got them in after I started editing and I did feel kind of bad. Um, but again, it was some great stuff. Can't wait for next Friday or this Friday, however you want to do it. But can't wait to see what y'all come up with this week. So um, we are going to totally ignore what is happening right now because I am recording this in the second inning of the current game. Um, This is post-Trent Thornton, who did not last very long. And we are going to talk about that tomorrow. So we are ignoring this game. I think a lot of Blue Jays fans want to ignore this game, at least so far, just because, yeah, this is disgustingly bad. Um, Yeah, one one and a third inning for Trent. We're gonna have to talk about that tomorrow. So. Um, I did want to focus this episode on the Yankees series. There are some things to talk about there. Um, the injury to Clayton Richard, um, the kind of disappointing performance of the Blue Jays offense. And I think that might actually be a part of our first half segment because the big news today when it came to the Blue Jays was the news that Rowdy Telez had been sent down to Buffalo by the team earlier today, um, Billy McKinney called up. McKinney obviously making the best of his situation, hit a home run in his first at-bat back. So he's doing all right for himself. But yeah, a, a big question that a lot of people had when Rowdy was sent down was, why? Why now? Um, to be honest, I, and, and I'm, I'm looking at this, you know, like with you, uh, this might've been coming for a little bit for Rowdy. I think the Justin Smoke injury kind of saved him a bit, but, um, the, the strikeouts are getting to be way too much with Rowdy Telez. Um, uh, tied for second on the team with Freddie Galvis heading into today. 
um, Randall Gritchuk well out in front with 104 so far, but he he wasn't doing a good job getting on base. He had the power, obviously, 14 home runs, but I think the Blue Jays saw that dip in June where he was only batting 205 and looked at him as needing that kind of reset that they've been giving to all their young players that actually have options. So they've been kind of churning him down for that Buffalo break, so to speak. And and to be fair, this was n- just as much about getting Rowdy Tellez at bats in a comfier environment, just as much as it was promoting Billy McKinney, who's, at, who's batting like 375 in the last 10 games for Buffalo, hitting um, home runs. And like, this isn't a new opinion. Um, Literally, as I said that, Andrew Soton tweeted out that um, he's been looking at it and every time a Jays hitter goes down to Buffalo and comes back, they come back with a slightly different stance or something, which um, again, it, it's going to be happening with these guys, especially these younger guys. We saw it with Lourdes Goriel, saw it with Teoscar Hernandez. Um, we're seeing it with McKinney. Just having that kind of break, going back down and kind of recalibrating things um, has been beneficial for almost anyone who's gone down there so far. So hopefully... What this will do for Rowdy Tellez is, again, um, get his swing reset a little bit. Um, so he's not just trying to hit home runs and just, just waving at things. And get him set, because this is the year for the Blue Jays to be doing all this. You don't want to be in the middle of contention and all of a sudden have to send someone down to fix them. Being able to do this with Rowdy Telez at this time, again, like they did with Lourdes, is a is one of the few luxuries that the Blue Jays have right now. So they're they're able to do that, and hopefully Rowdy comes back. Um, hopefully not due to injury. I'd say it's more likely that he would come back if Justin Smoke was traded, which. You know, I don't really want to see that either, but this season is what it is. So hopefully he has the ability to do that and he comes back just as strong as he was before. Um, We are going to move on to the Blue Jays pitching situation and what Clayton Richards injury kind of does to the team right after this break. But first, just a reminder, um... If your company wants to reach an audience that is unique and is willing to spend money on, you know, on your product, be it razors or um, toothbrushes or underwear, whatever, whatever you got, your company's ad should be running right here on this podcast. So to get your company connected with this audience, email at neoac18 at gmail.com or email locked at lockedonpodcast.com to get more details about increasing your business. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. And we're back. So it's kind of ironic that the only game that the Blue Jays actually won in that series in New York was the one where Clayton Richard lasted like two innings. Um, seriously, you you hate to be kind of gloom and doom about Clayton Richard missing time, but Clayton Richard was at at the very least eating innings for the Blue Jays, which is what they need out of the season. Because I mean, Aaron Sanchez has been better in his last two starts, but he still is leading the league in losses. Still has a war of negative 0.5. And then Marcus Stroman, as he usually does, lost a tough one. Um, Gave up one more run than he could afford to, and no one but himself to blame on that. It was a wild pitch that plated the winning run. So not a lot you can do there. But yeah, between Sanchez's inability to to go deep into games and Trent Thornton's sudden lack of control against Bo- the AL East teams in Boston and New York, having Clayton Richard go out there and actually give you six innings was a luxury by comparison. So when he went down as early as he did, you know, that was instant strain on the Blue Jays bullpen. And again, the Blue Jays bullpen managed to come through for the team. They delivered seven innings of one run ball and and got the win in a game, which is... I'd say it's baffling, but this Blue Jays bullpen has been its strong suit the past couple years. And, like, Ken Giles didn't even pitch in that game. Instead, um, we have to talk about Nick Kingham, who delivered two and three thirds of scoreless ball, like, coming in completely cold. And Kingham has been a surprisingly good addition to the Blue Jays. He's been like what Sam Gaviglia was in the early part of the season since joining the team. In nine appearances, he's got a 394 ERA. Um, His whip is still a little high. It's 1.5, but he's doing a good enough job at keeping runners stranded. And again, the Blue Jays have used him for his length coming out of the bullpen like that to just eight innings and Kingham's done that and done that decently well which is surprising but it it does give the Blue Jays another option to potentially fill that rotation spot that you know they thought I guess they had filled or uh I don't know can we put quotes around filled um like I I I air quote filled um, with the reactivation of Edwin Jackson and insert the uproarious applause from Blue Jays fans across the land um, with that because um, Edwin Jackson's been worth a negative 1.7 
wins above replacement so far this season. Um, how could we forget that scintillating two-thirds of an inning he pinched against Anaheim when he gave up three home runs and seven earned runs? Like, Edwin Jackson has not been able to give the Blue Jays length. Now, he's probably going to get the bulk of the innings um, in tomorrow's game against Boston, which, I mean, if Trent Thornton put the team in a 5-0 hole already, which, I mean, admittedly, the Blue Jays have climbed back into it. It's 5-4. See how long that lasts with Sam Gaviglio having loaded the bases, but I can't really fault Sam for doing that this early. I don't think he expected to pitch in the third inning tonight, but... But the... The Blue Jays need to see something out of Edwin Jackson with Clayton Richard on the deal, with Aaron Sanchez and Trent Thornton being as ineffective as they have been. They're not going to get a break. Um, like, they're, they're going to be playing straight through. Um, like, there's... There's no off day for the Blue Jays until the 25th. So they've got to work for 10 more days to try try and piece together some games against, you know, Boston and Cleveland and, uh, well, they might be able to get away with it against Detroit. But still, like, this is a road series where they need to have some guys have the ability to get get through games essentially which is why they acquire, acquired a Clayton Richard which is why they spent the $2.50 to acquire Edwin Jackson and why they keep hoping that Aaron Sanchez is able to do it despite all evidence to the opposite um so i I think it's more time that the Edwin Jacksons are set aside because we we knew going into this that the Blue Jays wanted to preserve their young starting pitching and not have to run it out there just to eat innings, essentially. But with what has happened with the Blue Jays rotation, with the Shoemaker injury, with the Baraki injury, with Richard dealing with multiple injuries and with Edwin Jackson being as effective as a batting practice machine. It, it's, I think it's time to just, you know, go all in, give Sean Reed Foley all the innings he can handle, give Jacob Wagsback all the innings he can handle. I know it's going to decimate Buffalo's rotation, but it's going to be better in the long run for these younger pitchers, especially in that age range where they're kind of, you know, just at the start of the precipice. And if they want to see what they can be when Vlad Jr.'s window is open, then this is the time to do it. Because you need someone who can give you any kind of length, and you're not getting it out of half your rotation right now. So why not go with the guys who have actually done it? Why not get a Thomas Pannone who's thrown four innings, five innings for you for sure? Or a Wagsback who's thrown four innings, five innings? Um... It, it, you, you need these guys to survive this road trip because it's not going to get any better from here, except maybe when you face Detroit, but 
still can't be counting that chicken before it hatches. So we'll see. We'll muddle through that Edwin Jackson quote unquote start together. Until then, that brings this episode of Lockdown Blue Jays to a close. Um, a reminder that for the moment, you can find me on Twitter at NeoEC18. That's NeoEC18, and that's probably the last time I'm going to do that because I, I set that poll that, you know, gave you all the option to vote on what I should actually change my Twitter handle to because, like, I mean, I used NeoEC forever, but it doesn't really have the same attachment that it once did, you know? That that feels like a different time. So I put it to y'all to see what it should be, and it's pretty close. Um, uh, the two non-neo options are neck and neck, so continue to vote. Um, I set it to run until Tuesday morning, so I will have it changed uh, probably by tomorrow. So, um, follow that at, follow that Twitter while you can make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher or Spotify or Himalaya or Apple podcasts or Google podcasts, whatever you use, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. And, um, yeah, just, um, hmm. Feels like I usually say more there. What am I missing? Twitter. Um, subscribe. Oh, follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Locked on Jays. I knew I was forgetting something. Um, but yeah, we will be back tomorrow with a thorough dissection of what Trent Thornton did. And... Um, I believe on Wednesday morning, I will be on Jays from the Couch Radio for the first time since coming out. So that'll be fun. Um, be shooting that during my lunch break. So that'll be good. Anyway, look for that this week as well. Until then, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at JaysFromTheCouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.